0: Hi, and welcome to the Country Hope Church podcast. We're based in regional Queensland with locations in Chinchilla, Gainda, Jandawi and Meandara. We hope you enjoy this episode and we invite you to join us for a Sunday service. For full details, head to our website, www.countryhope.church. Is God good when everything goes bad? Is God worth trusting when you lose everything you have? They're good questions to ask. I'll ask them another way. If God exists, why does he allow bad things to happen to good people? Why does he allow tragedy to happen? Just this week, um, I went to the gym and you think in the gym, no one's going to approach you with Existential questions, but as soon as I walked in the gym, the first person that saw me came to me and said, I kind of believe in God, at least I did until a couple of weeks ago. And we had a tragic death in town a young 16 year old boy who got killed in a work accident. And he said to me, I was thinking about coming to church and believing in God, but now I think either God can't exist or if he does, he's not a very nice person to allow this to happen to this family. They're good questions, they're fair comments. And this is the dilemma we face, is that it's easy to trust in God and easy to tell other people about God when things are going well. But what happens if you lose everything? Do you keep trusting in God? What happens when you're going through unimaginable unimaginable grief? Uh, It's a lot harder to trust in God then. Yet we keep with that word hope. Uh, Hope is such a big thing for us. Uh, people have struggled with this dilemma of what happens when something really bad happens. They've been struggling with this since the very first grief ever happened. Maybe when Cain killed Abel and Adam and Eve had to deal with their grief. God, where are you in all of this? And so over the next few weeks, we're going to look at a book in the Bible which is fascinating, which I love, which tackles the question of where do I go with my pain and suffering? It's the book of Job in the Old Testament. And it's grouped together with a book, with a with a group of books called Wisdom Literature. There's Job, Psalm, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. And basically, these books tell us how to live a wise life, how to live a life that um, gives honor to God and a blessed life. Uh, and Job specifically looks at this question of pain and suffering. How can I live a life that's honoring to God? And a blessed life, even in the midst of unimaginable pain and suffering. How do I live live a wise life? A key verse in Job is Job 28, 28. And it says, Truly the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Truly the fear of the Lord, an understanding of him and and an acknowledgement and a reverence towards God, that is the beginning of all wisdom. So how do I live a life that's wise that loves and honours God in the midst of pain and suffering, particularly other people's. And for me personally, I have to deal with this all the time because I've done a number of funerals in the past 12 months that have been people who have suffered unimaginable grief, losing a three-year-old daughter in a dam drowning. That's unimaginable grief. And so we're going to look at how we can live with hope even when things go bad. Uh, The book of Job is one of my favourite books, like I said. Now, a lot of people here mightn't have actually read Job or really know much about it. So the first thing we're going to do is get a general overview of the book. But I'm not going to do it myself. Instead, we're going to watch an introduction to Job from a website called Spoken Gospel. And uh, this is, uh, it'll take about 10 minutes, but it's really worth it because it gives an excellent overview of what Job is about. Now, the advantage of this is, you can watch it during the week a few times. I've watched it about six or seven times this week just so that I get a really good picture of the overview of Job. Plus, it won't be anywhere near as boring as me doing it for 10 minutes, giving you an overview. It's going to be quite good. But also, um, if you look at this website, and the website will be up on our, on our um, homepage, our webpage, uh, where you can link, click on the link. If you look at this, it also has some daily devotions from the book of Job, which are really, really helpful as well. And you can actually look at introductions to books in most of the books of the Bible, and I found them really helpful for the books of the Old Testament because what they do on this website is they link the Old Testament book to Jesus and say, how can we find Jesus in this book? So we're going to look at an introduction to the book of Job, and then the next few weeks we're going to talk about how Job can give us hope in the midst of suffering and grief. So let's watch this introduction to the book of Job. How good was that? That was brilliant. Uh, I suggest you watch that a few times this coming week. Every time I watch it this, this past week, Man, it made me, it just is fascinating. And the book of Job, uh, is God good when everything goes bad? Is God worth trusting when you lose everything you have? The first two chapters of Job are amazing, disturbing, enlightening, and faith-building. They're amazing chapters. It starts with the introduction of Job, and he fears God God and shuns evil. Uh, God says, is there anyone as upright as Job in all the world? He is upright, he is blameless, he's wealthy as well. He's got children and livestock and land. He's described as the greatest man in all the East. He had such a great relationship with God that he even offered sacrifices on behalf of his children in case they held anything against God in their hearts. So here's a man that loved God with everything he has but was really, really successful and wealthy, a great man. Uh, It's easy to think he's successful and wealthy because he loves God, and that's the accusation the devil brought. The devil came to God and said, Job loves you and worships you because you've got a hedge around him and you've prospered him. He loves you because what he gets out of this. In other words, it's a transaction. You bless Job, so he loves you back. And the devil brought that accusation to God. And God said, all right, let's see what happens. I'm going to take the protective hedge away from Job you do what you have to, just don't lay a finger on him and see what happens. And I'll read what happened in Job's life. It says, one day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking uh, wine at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were ploughing and the donkeys were grazing, but the Sabaeans attacked and made off with everything. They put all your servants to the sword and I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up all your sheep and the servants and I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the Chaldeans formed a raiding party and swept down and made off with all your camels and they put all your servants to the sword and I'm the only one who's escaped to tell you. So basically Job's lost everything that he owns. All his wealth has gone like that. All his inheritance for his children. While he was still speaking, Another messenger came and said, your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking at the oldest brother's house. When suddenly a mighty wind came in from the desert, struck the four corners of the house, it collapsed and they are all dead. And I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. How does Job respond to this? Like it's one thing to praise God when you're on top of things and things are going well, but what happens if you lose everything? What does Job do? Those two questions once again, Is God good when everything goes bad? Is God worth trusting when you lose everything? This is Job's response. When Job heard this, he got up and tore his robe and shaved his head to show how sad he was. Then he bowed down to the ground and he worshipped God. I was naked when I was born. I'll be naked when I die. The Lord gave these things to me. The Lord has taken them away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin or blame God. want you to think about this for a minute. Job's response when he lost everything, his wealth, his sons and daughters, when he lost everything, everything that was dear to him, he showed grief, tore his robe, he cried, he mourned. But in the midst of it, he bowed down and said, I will worship God in spite of. Now that is faith. That is a faith that has hope that God is in control and Satan he came back and said okay that was pretty impressive but I didn't actually touch Job maybe if I inflict him with pain maybe he'll change his mind then and God said do your best just don't take his life and so it says in Job 2 that that Satan came and inflicted him with painful sores from the top of his head to the soles of his feet uh, most people think they were like boils, covered in boils. And it says, Job took a piece of broken pottery to scrape himself because he was full of these pussy sores and he sat in his ashes in misery. So here's a guy that's lost everything and is now painfully inflicted, sitting in his misery as you would be. Then his wife comes up to him and says, why are you trying to stay innocent Just curse God and die. She's a lovely wife, isn't she? She's obviously supportive. Curse God and die. You've lost everything. Why are you keeping your faith? His answer is enlightening. Uh, The first sentence, I would never say this. You are talking like a foolish woman. Don't ever say that. But then he says, should we only take good things from God and not trouble? In spite of all this, Job did not sin in what he said. And if we're going to understand Job, and we're going to understand suffering and pain and grief, and if we're going to have hope no matter what we face, we have to get this truth that Job had established in his spirit right at the beginning of this book, that God is not a transactional God. That God doesn't treat us in the way that we deserve to be treated. Now that can be Really confronting because it doesn't seem fair. Our temptation is to believe that God is fair, and so that if we are good, then God will treat us well. But if we are bad, God will treat us badly. But then what happens when good things happen to bad people? Well, there's two answers to that either the person isn't as good as they thought, and they deserve God's punishment, or maybe God isn't as good as we thought, and he can't be trusted. If we believe God is a transactional God, then it creates all sorts of problems for us. Uh, Maybe when bad things happen to me, it's because I'm sinful and I deserve this. And then I begin to live in fear. How good do I have to be for God to bless me? How bad do I have to be before he starts punishing me? Uh, God isn't good and I lose my faith. And if we believe God is a transactional God and we get treated the way that we deserve to be treated from God, it creates all sorts of problems. Job's answer was simple. God isn't a transactional God. Sometimes good things happen to us and sometimes bad things happen. Generally speaking, if I live a godly life and I make good decisions, my life will be good. If I avoid getting drunk, if I don't sleep around, if I live a godly life, my life will be good. But sometimes bad things happen to good people And we can't explain them. They just happen. And this was the truth that Job had. In the big picture of things, I'm really glad that God doesn't treat us how we deserve. Because to tell you the truth, I'm not perfect. And I know that I deserve God's wrath because I'm not perfect. But I also know that he sent his son to take the punishment for my sin, And I know that I don't get treated how I deserve. Instead of punishing me, God gave his son to die for me. And I know that truth. And so right from the beginning of the book of Job, the question, is God good when everything goes bad? Is God worth trusting when you lose everything you have? The answer is yes. Even if I don't understand it, and even if I'm in immense pain, and Job in here, he, he was grieving, he was weeping, he was sitting in his misery. At the end of chapter two, you can find that he sat for seven days with his friends without even talking to them. They just sat in silence together because the grief was so bad. But in the midst of that, he had this faith in God that couldn't be shaken because he believed in God. I don't know why these things are happening to me I don't understand them and the rest of the book of Job is all about him trying to process that. But the the beginning of my wisdom is to believe that I can trust him even when everything goes bad, that he is good even when I lose everything. He is good and I can trust him and that he gave his best even when I didn't deserve it so I could have eternal life. The advantage that we have is that we look at Job now through the lens of Jesus Christ. This is the advantage that we have, is that we look at Job knowing that Christ came as the sinless one and he took our pain and our suffering and he took our punishment for us. And we have that advantage. Job, when he was alive, he trusted in God's salvation to come and hung on to God no matter what grief he went through. God, I still trust in you, even though I've lost everything, and even though I'm in so much pain, I'd make a choice to hang on to you. One of the guys, the guy that came up to me at the gym, he said to me this week, I was thinking about believing in God, but in the light of that, I can't really believe anymore. My question to him is, If there is nothing, then what's the point? I only can keep going because I have something to hold on to, and that's faith in God. Believing that good will come out of anything and that God, in the end, will be honoured and justified. I have my faith in God, and if that's the only thing I have to hold on to, I'm going to hold on to it as tight as I can because I know that in the end... I will see his face. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to look at Job as he continued on his journey through grief and look at what his uh, church friends said to him and look at the way they responded. And we're going to see that through the journey through Job, all he had to hang on to was trust in God. But in the end, he prospered because he kept faith in God. Maybe you're going through some tough stuff at the moment. Maybe you're even thinking, is God real? Like, I'm going through this stuff. Is he really good? Is he real? Is he... I'm going through so much stuff at the moment. Keep hanging on to God. Hope says, I will hang on to God no matter what, because in the end, I will be saved. In the end, I will hang on to him. I can trust him, because in the end... He will see me saved. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Country Hope Church podcast and that this episode blessed you. If you've got any questions or prayer requests, please don't hesitate to contact us through our email connect at countryhope.church. If you'd like to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, We hope to see you either online or in person at some point soon.